You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, all of us here in Sacramento and Kings fans around the world are desperate to see this long playoff drought come to an end. And with the NBA facing a massive decision whether or not to completely change the 2020 NBA playoff format, the Kings face a legitimate chance to finally make it and end this long drought. Maybe not in the way we expected, maybe not even in the way we wanted, but postseason basketball might be on the Kings' horizon for the first time in 14 years. But the Memphis Grizzlies, the team who is currently in the eighth seed in the Western Conference, earning that spot fair and square based off of how they played before the season came to an end. Are they being disrespected a little bit? Is a play-in tournament fair to them? We're going to get the Memphis Grizzlies perspective from Mark King, the host of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast on today's episode of Locked On Kings presented by Built Bar. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Kings, your hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season, all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for over the last five years. This was my sixth season covering the Kings as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist and reporter. And I'm very blessed to be a part of this Locked On Podcast Network, ever-growing network of podcasts that cover all 30 NBA teams, plus national NBA coverage on top of that, fantasy basketball coverage, we have NFL coverage, MLB coverage, hockey coverage, college sports coverage. The the Locked On Podcast Network is fantastic, and I've been here uh, for a number of years now, and one of my favorite things about this network is how connected I am through the network with so many other people from so many other markets, including this guy here today. Mark King, who is the host of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Last time I chatted with him was the offseason before this year when we were talking about the draft pick John Morant and where the Grizzlies were going to be and how good of a team they were going to be. Uh, But to both of our surprise, the Grizzlies ended up being a lot better than we both expected and right now, deservedly so, find themselves in the eighth seed in the Western Conference. However, their schedule for the remainder of the season before it was stopped is considered or was considered to be the most difficult in the NBA. They had meetings with Portland, meetings with San Antonio, meetings with New Orleans, three teams that are right behind them in the standings. And the other team behind them, the Sacramento Kings, they had already lost their regular season series to three games to one. So there was no guarantee at all that the Memphis Grizzlies were going to be able to hold on to that final playoff spot. But here we are. COVID-19 happened unforeseen circumstances. You want to give the teams on the bubble a fair shot, but you also want to honor and respect where the Memphis Grizzlies and other seven teams in the Western Conference, where they are at when the season came to an end. It's a wishy-washy situation. The NBA is trying to figure out. And of course, I have the perspective of Sacramento, the Kings. I want the Kings in the playoffs. And that bias maybe keeps me from being fully empathetic towards the situations of other teams in the league. That's why I'm bringing in Mark King today to give us the Grizzlies perspective and give us a good understanding of what this situation is like for them and what these scenarios could potentially mean for the Grizzlies playoff chances. Are they fair? Are they not? Mark is going to answer those questions for us. 
Before we get to my conversation with Mark that will dominate the podcast today, I want to take the time to tell you about one of our fantastic sponsors here of the Locked on Kings podcast. That is Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 20 now amazing flavors as they just announced four new flavors, peanut butter, banana, pineapple, upside down cake, coconut, pecan pie, and blueberry lemon. My box with these four new flavors is supposed to arrive any day now, and I cannot wait for them. They're delicious. Like I said, they taste like a candy bar. I have not been a protein bar fan to this point in my life. As soon as I got to try these protein bars, as Built Bar was kind enough to send us a box to try, my wife and I, we loved them so much, we ordered a box immediately right afterwards. We've gone through three boxes from that point to today, and we have more on the way. They are that good, delicious, and healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie and low-sugar, but at high in protein and high in fiber. I've told you about a lot of these bars. The two main ones are two favorites, my wife and mine. The peanut butter brownie bar, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams of net carbs, and the mint brownie bar, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Both delicious, and there's so much more variety on top of that. Go to BuiltBar.com and use code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get $10 off of your first order. Promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Happy to be joined by a partner, I suppose you could call him, of mine here on the Locked On Podcast Network. He is the host of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, which I highly encourage you to check out. I always encourage, even though you're Kings fans listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, you can always learn something by listening to the hosts and those who are connected to the other 29 franchises around the NBA. And Mark King does a fantastic job uh, covering the Memphis Grizzlies for the Locked On podcast network. Very excited to have him here on Locked On Kings again to talk about this interesting dynamic uh, as the NBA tries to figure out what we're going to do with the the, uh, the playoffs this year, if we're going to complete the regular season, and whether or not the four bubble teams in the Western Conference deserve to compete with the Grizzlies uh, for one of those final playoff spots. Mark, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, my friend. I hope you are sa- uh, staying safe and staying healthy during everything that is going on. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. It's, it's a good time. Uh, we're just hanging out. All my kids are not in school, although it's, uh, you know, they won't be in school right now anyway, but uh, it, it's been fun. Just, uh, I work from home on a regular basis, so this is not much of a change for me, but, uh, but yeah, I appreciate you having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and it's it's crazy to think about we're now in the end of May. We're going to be in, in June very shortly, and we're talking about the summer months now. This is around the time where we're deep into the playoffs uh, and talking about NBA Finals matchups coming up uh, very, very shortly. It's crazy how much time has gone on. It's already been three months uh, since the season came to its abrupt halt, and while it's been uh, it, it, while it felt like it's gone by fast, it also feels like it's dragged on uh, forever. So the fact that we have of the potential of the NBA returning, the fact that we have some news uh, about the the possibility of NBA games being played and, and a plan being put into place, to me that's a victory in itself, even if it means from a Sacramento Kings perspective that the Kings might not get the, the quote-unquote fair shot, which is an 82-game regular schedule, to try and make the playoffs. Yeah, it has been a while, you know, and it's kind of a weird thing. And I, I, I will say, right, you know, before we get really into the, I guess, meat of the conversation is, 
you mentioned fair and, you know, as in life, there's never, you know, whatever the NBA decides and whatever happens, there's not going to be a fair shot for anybody. There's, you know, there's going to be someone that is going to be uh, quote unquote, uh, you know, on the wrong side of this. So yes. this, whether that's like, you, you know, there's obviously a lot of teams like the Kings, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Trailblazers, all those fan bases out there that are kind of on this bubble or, you know, in a legitimate playoff race that, you know, there's no one's going to be happy, you know, but they're, you know, so the NBA has a situation where they have to make some hard decisions and it is just what it is. And I would just caution everybody, your Kings fan base, Grizzlies fan base, because I'm sure they'll listen to this too. You know, there are going to people, there are probably going to be people that are very unhappy with the decisions and you might feel slighted in the decision, but there's no real great way out. You know, it's a little bit like dealing with children at some point, you know, they're, they're going to be times everybody's upset or some people feel like they've gotten mistreated in a certain way, but you know, your time, you know, it all comes around. I guess that's my point is that it's going to be, it's going to suck for some teams, but at the same time, it is what it is. Very well said, Mark, and I agree with you completely. I've said it a couple times. There's not going to be a scenario where everybody is pleased, and no matter what decision the NBA makes, there's going to be a group of teams, or at least one team, that is saying, "Well, well, what gives?" I mean, you can talk about the Memphis or the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks or the Los Angeles Lakers, arguably the two title favorites, going, "Why in the world are we now potentially going to be losing the advantages we worked towards uh, this entire season to do some kind of uh, group stage format?" If that becomes a thing, I, I feel the the Dallas Mavericks would have a legitimate gripe if they went for the play in tournament for the Western Conference seventh and eighth seeds when the Mavericks have a seven game advantage over the eighth seed. Um, Memphis Grizzlies there was no way that they were really going to lose that spot so no matter what happens somebody's going to be frustrated but before we dive into this conversation just to make it clear to you and, and those that are listening as well compared to the 70 game theory or theoretical model that the NBA threw out there of, of completing an abbreviated season of, of 70 games when the Kings have already played 64 games so far this season. I much rather, uh, or I, I highly prefer them just starting with the playoffs with the 16 teams that are currently in right now over that model. It's not so much in that situation about the Kings getting a fair shot or the Blazers getting a fair shot. At that point, it's just about player safety and avoiding meaningless basketball games. Well, that's, that's, you know, I think there's a, another side of it. And, and, uh, I was just, we, I did a podcast with our other fellow partner locked on warriors host Wes, and we just had the same conversation. I think there's a lot of this that people don't talk about and they don't take it to account in terms of what the NBA is going to decide is a couple things. There's a, a, like you mentioned, player safety, and these guys have not been playing for three months now. And so it's not like you guys could just, they could just roll out and just, uh, play full speed basketball at NBA level and not expect to have any kind of major injuries. And that's the last thing you want. That's the, the NBA is the last thing they want is uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo or LeBron James going down with a knee injury three games into a playoff season and changing the entire landscape to the playoffs where there has been a lot of talk of an asterisk on the season, which I don't think there should be at all because right. everyone will have a fair chance. But if you have someone like LeBron go down for the first week back for not playing for the weeks because you run him out there with no real preparation, then yeah, you probably do have to put an asterisk on this season. So there's a there's that there's that component of it, but there's also a business component of it as well. I mean, there are, are owners that uh, they want to make money. You know, there there's a model of uh, of a group play out there of this idea, or they're in Disney. Like every every game that isn't in a home arena for those teams, they lose a lot of money. 
They lose a lot of money. I mean, and I know that that's part of it. And then they're also, you have to worry about TV deals. I mean, what amount of games are going to be on TV for, uh, you know, for uh, TV providers? Like what, what the first rounds normally on, um, you know, regional cable networks, Fox Sports South, something like that. So there's all these different variables that go into a decision-making process for the NBA and not just, okay, what, you know, what is fair for the Kings fan base or what is fair for the Grizzlies fan base. I think that people are, you know, a lot of fans and, you know, that's, that's their prerogative to not, they're just fans. I get that. I really do. But the NBA has to think about it from a business perspective as well as, uh, you know, just an entertainment perspective. I'm not a friend of Adam Silver's. I'm certainly not involved in this NBA Board of Governors and their decision-making, but the best way I can think to sum it up is they want to maximize profit while minimizing frustration or minimizing yeah. exposure, essentially. So it's it's, it's a balance there, and, and this is all going to be a balance with whatever decision that they end up making. I agree 100% with you. I don't think there should be an asterisk at the end of this season as of right now because everybody is kind of on the same page, but like you said, if something were to happen where because of not enough uh, proper time for these players to get in shape, Giannis Antetokounmpo or James Harden or a big-name player uh, goes down with a very significant injury, then at that point you start to get into the uh, the, the chaos and the wishy-washiness uh, of an asterisk. But the main reason why I wanted to have you on and, and chat with you today is because I got into a conversation last night on Twitter uh, with Tony Jones. He's a fantastic writer for The Athletic, actually covers the Utah Jazz, and he put out an interesting tweet, and you talk about kind of being in the middle and being on both sides. I understood perfectly both sides of this, even though I kind of leaned on the King side of things. Uh, He put out a tweet saying that he kind of felt bad for the Memphis Grizzlies, seeing as how they, as of right now, fair and square, based off of how the season has gone up to this point, they are in the eighth seed uh, in the Western Conference, and they were better than the Blazers, than the Kings, than the Spurs, uh, and than the Pelicans. So that deserves proper credit, which I agree completely. However, I also do feel that those four other teams that I just listed had a very legitimate shot of taking that spot away, being only three and a half to four games back of Memphis. And on top of that, Memphis was going into a very difficult stretch of schedule where they had to play Portland twice. They had to play New Orleans twice. They still had a game against San Antonio. And on top of that, they had already lost the season series three games to one to the Sacramento Kings. So those four teams, I felt, deserve a a legitimate shot uh, at the playoffs. Where are you at in there? Do you think we should honestly be giving more credit to the Memphis Grizzlies for where they're at to this point and just say, you know what, this season is an anomaly. Yes, they had the hard part of their season coming up, but it didn't happen. They deserve to be in. Should They should be in 100%. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's a difficult situation, like you mentioned. I, and I definitely, I mean, as a Grizzlies fan, as a Grizzly, as a guy who covers the Grizzlies, I want to see as many John Moran games as I can. Yes. And I'm sure that, that is... That is true for uh, for our guys in, in New Orleans. They want to see as many Zion Williamson games as they, as they can, and so I understand both sides of it as well. Because you know, for me, I, I, the Grizzlies, yes, they're three and a half games up, and there are a whole lot of games left. What what would have to have happened, and the rate the Grizzlies were playing at at the at the moment, they would have finished something like I want to say eight and or eight and nine or something like that. At the rate they were playing, they were playing without Jaron Jackson, without Brandon Clark. Mm-hmm. Those guys are about to come back, so you know there are a lot of variables that you have to consider in this type of situation, not to mention, uh, yes, they had a harder schedule against some of the tougher teams, but at the same time, what happens if those teams sit guys that had games against the Rockets? What happens yes. if those guys at the end of the year just said, you know what, we're not going to play James Harden because 
you know, so that game where it was a traditionally a difficult game for the Grizzlies becomes an easy win mm-hmm. because they those teams decided to sit players. So there's a lot of variables like that that you just kind of it's hard to take into account like how you measure that. And so I think I see I see the point. I, I get both sides of the will. Like I think they had a very legitimate shot, the Pelicans or the Kings or whomever behind the Grizzlies to yes overtake that. Uh, eighth playoff seed would it have been difficult yes because they have a three and a half game lead would it have been impossible absolutely not and so they deserve that chance just like the Grizzlies deserve you know just like the Grizzlies on the opposite side of it deserve to have credit for the three and a half game lead so if you were to say you know what guys let's just have a play-in tournament between the Pelicans the Kings and the Pelicans or the Trailblazers and the Grizzlies let's just have a play-in tournament for that last spot well that's not fair because the Grizzlies have worked all season to build that three and a half game lead with not a whole lot of time left to go. And, you know, that's, it's not our fault that, that, mm-hmm. that, the, that the season it was ended because of, of an epidemic or pandemic. Excuse me. So, like, I get it. But at the same time, you know, everybody deserves a chance to get back to where they were. But at the same time, the Grizzlies have had built a significant, you know, a, a significant advantage of all those games. And so it's, it's a difficult situation to be in. So I get both sides of it as well. That's why I, I think probably if they were to do anything – I, I, all the things I've seen out there, the group uh, stage of the first round, I think would have been, it's probably the most fair yeah. uh, and the most entertaining in terms of what possibilities are there. A, you get 45 more games if you did it like that. B, you get better entertaining matches in the first round. But you don't have to play, because let's be honest, we're just playing, we're all playing for a chance to get swept by the Lakers. <laughs> so like, right. It is what it is. Uh, I'd rather not do that. And so, you know, that's why I think of all the models that have been proposed, that's probably the most fair, but also the most entertaining as well. Mark, you brought up a fantastic point that I didn't even think about with the strength of schedule. The fact that towards the end of the year, especially when you're taking on teams that know that they're in the playoffs, they're going to they're gonna rest some players. And, and we know very yeah. well here in Sacramento that the, the games at the end of the year, at the end of your schedule, you can somehow end the season with a win over a top team. And it feels good when you look at it from a schedule perspective, but when you really take the context of the game into mind, I know a couple of years ago when the Houston Rockets were one of the best teams in the NBA, the Kings ended their season at home with a win over the Rockets. Well, James Harden uh, was not playing at the time, but hey, we don't need to mention that. It just looks like a win uh, in the uh, in, in, or a check in <laughs> exactly. the win column, which we'll definitely take. So that's a fantastic point that you bring up, and I'm glad you brought that up. But I'm also glad you brought up the group stage idea. I'm 100% for this. I'm, I'm a huge soccer fan. I believe you are as well. Uh, I love the World Cup model. Uh, this group stage, it provides drama. And on top of that, it's the ideal scenario for a team like the Kings like the Grizzlies. And let me backtrack, by the way, even if the Kings and the rest of the NBA had played an 82-game schedule, I want it on the record that I don't think the Kings would have caught the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies should have been more afraid of the Portland Trailblazers over any other team just because of their star power and Damian Lillard. But I didn't think the Kings were going to catch the Grizzlies. I was hopeful, but I didn't think it was going to happen. This way, the Kings have a legitimate chance. But in the group stage idea and in this scenario... Teams like the Grizzlies, teams like the Kings, those teams that are looking at a a first-round exit now have a legitimate chance, instead of having to beat a juggernaut in a seven-game series uh, and and win four games against a really good team, all they have to do is, is go on a good run in those eight games against the other four teams in your group, and suddenly you can find yourself in the next round of the playoffs. That sounds like a fantastic scenario from the Kings and Grizzlies' point of view, but in that scenario, I can understand how the 
maybe the Los Angeles Lakers or the other juggernaut teams, the Milwaukee Bucks, how they're saying, what the hell? We worked all year for this home court advantage and for this uh, this chance to be the best team taking on the worst team in a seven-game series. We don't want to do this scenario where we can get caught napping on a couple nights. Yeah, I, I think I think you're completely right in that scenario. They're they're going to be the ones that are like, hey, but we why do we go why do we go out and win fifty games then? What does it matter at this point? But I think there is a solution to that. I think the solution is uh, you just put the groups in a way to where it makes it, it's an advantage for the Lakers. It's an advantage yeah. for the Bucks. It's an advantage for the Raptors. And that's 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 the easiest solution to that. Is that you know I've seen a lot of that too. Like people, I, I I've been pretty open that I think this is the best way to go forward and. That's the first thing that people say to me. Well, what about X, Y, and Z? And I think the easiest solution for that is uh, you make the groups weighted in a way to where it benefits the top teams, just like the playoffs benefit the top teams now because they have to play, you know, worse teams than them. In the same sense, it's like, well, the Grizz- you know the Grizzlies had a three and a half game lead. I had this co- this uh, said to me by a fellow Grizzlies writer, and I said, it doesn't matter because the first round would be th- this would be the first round of the playoffs. So the three and a half game lead is going to go away anyway in the first round of the playoffs. There we go. You're in the playoffs. Congratulations. Let's make it to the second round. This is your opportunity to play your way out of the first round and into the second round of the playoffs. Right. And also not have to get swept by the Lakers. And for the Lakers and the Bucks and the Raptors and all these teams that are at the top part of the uh, brackets already, again, you weight those groups in a way. And whether that, whether that, whatever it is, I don't know what it is. I haven't looked at enough to know what the groups might be. And I, maybe I might do that. But you weight it in a way for the groups to be advantage advantageous to those top teams to where the most likely scenario is the fact that the Lakers are still going in the second round, because that's what you want as the NBA. You don't want to make a group stage where you get the Grizzlies in the second round. Let's be real honest. They want the Lakers in the second round. They want the Rockets in the second round. They want these star power teams where they need to be. Like I said before in our conversation earlier, it's because TV ratings, TV ratings are what drive this entire business. You know, I don't know if a lot of people don't understand that you know, TV ratings and the, the revenue they get from TV mm-hmm. is like 80% of the money. Yep. Like ticket sales that you guys, that we do on a normal basis, that's practically nothing. Mm-hmm. It is almost nothing in terms of what they make on an annual basis. You take like the NFL, for example, ticket sales in the NFL are 3% of what they make on a revenue basis. Uh, same thing for the NBA, it's TV money. And so they want these big stars in that, you know, second, third, final, semifinals, all that, all those positions so they're going to make the group stage in a way to where it benefits those top teams but at the same time like look if you have a team that goes on a run you have a team that goes on a run it happens all the time it happens every year and so you just you you just deal with it and if it happens that way it happens that way but you want to give them the best advantage you can because they work for it all season long that's and that shouldn't go that shouldn't go without notice and the same thing we talked about the play-in it shouldn't just be like okay you guys play in because what the Grizzlies have worked for all season should not just go away the same thing with the same thing with the top teams, the Lakers and all those guys. It shouldn't just go away. I went back on my last podcast and we did kind of a deep dive into this this group stage scenario. And and what I ended up doing was I put together the groups completely based off of seeding. Uh, and the Kings were the 19th team out of 20. I gave the tiebreaker to the Pelicans between the Pelicans and the Kings because they have the same win percentage based off the fact that the Pelicans beat the Kings in their only meeting. Uh, and to just give you an example, based off of seeding, uh, the the first group, Group A, the number one team in there was the Milwaukee Bucks. And the the next highest seed, the next best team in that group was the Miami Heat. So that gives you kind of an idea of Okay, yes, right. it's not the ideal scenario for the Bucks, 
But if the Heat are their biggest competition in that group, they're they're sure to get one of those two spots. Well, the other thing is, and I, I don't know if you know a lot of a lot of people who are not uh, soccer fans. I mean, I don't understand how group stage works. And group stage is awarded based on points in soccer. So you'll play a game, you win, you get you know your three points, you tie, you get a point. If you lose, you get no points. And mm-hmm. so at the end of the end of the group, the most points are the two most you know the top two teams with the most points wins. The other solution is just to give the Lakers some points. Give them three points to start out with. Give the, give the Grizzlies one point to start out with since they have a three-and-a-half game lead. Whatever those records are, if you want to decide, you know what, let's give them ad, an, a serious advantage if they, you can't make the groups weighted to their advantage in terms of who they play. Give them advantage in terms of points. You can start the Lakers out with three points already and say, hey, guess what? Congratulations, you have three points already because you had the first, you know, one of the top records in the NBA. This yeah. is what you get for being that. It's kind of like being the number one seed. And all those guys now have to beat you every single time to even have a shot to even ha- you know to have a shot at being the first seed in that group, so that's another easy solution in terms of what you could do for the NBA to make sure that those regular season records and where like the Grizzlies are in terms of being three and a half games up, that's an easy solution to make sure those guys those don't go unnoticed. Mark, I want to wrap up with this, and in the interest of being sympathetic and understanding of the the Memphis Grizzlies situation and their legitimate gripe, because they were a very fun team to watch this year. I love John Morant. Even though we've we've had a debate here in Sacramento, who's better, De'Aaron Fox or John Morant? I would strongly side with De'Aaron <laughs> Fox as of right now. Regardless, I love John Morant. I love where he's going, and I'm very happy to see the Grizzlies there turn around, begin, and have so many uh, a couple of young stars and enjoy the kind of year this year that the, the Kings kind of enjoyed last year. Oh if the season standings were the same uh, last year as they were this year. The Kings' playoff drought would have finally been over. Uh, But in the situation or or in the idea, let's say the scenario plays out that we do have this play-in tournament, which I'm I'm not a big fan of this idea, but let's say that the Grizzlies, uh, the four bubble teams, and the Dallas Mavericks have a play-in tournament, six teams, to decide the seventh and eighth seeds. Let's say the Grizzlies or the... um, Mavericks maintain their spot and win the tournament so they get the seventh seed, but either any of the other teams knock the Grizzlies out of the eighth seed. In your mind, and based off of your your fingers on the pulse of the Memphis Grizzlies organization and the fan base, does that feel like a little bit of an unfair screw job in that scenario, or is it, you know, Grizzlies, you had a chance to prove you were the better team and, and you couldn't get the job done during this tournament? Well, Grizzlies fans already feel like they're getting screwed every day. So that's just kind of the mindset they live with all the time. I understand that. Um, but I will say, you know, if, if that's the way it goes, and uh, if if they, they lose to a playoff in a, in a play-in games, will it, be, will it be viewed as fair? No. But will it be viewed as you had your shot and you missed it? Absolutely. I mean, I think Memphis basketball fans are pretty smart in terms of understanding the situations around them. Will, will, they, will they complain about it? 100%, but so will, every, so will every single fan base around the country. But at the same time, I think they're pretty adept enough that I think they'll give us credit to where, look, if you have your shot to be able to beat, you know, if, you're, if you are so sure right now that you should start the playoffs as it is right now that you're better than the Pelicans and it wouldn't matter, then you should go beat the Pelicans three times in you know, a best of five or whatever, four times a best of seven, whatever that is. Go out and beat the team. If you think you're legitimately better, and that's, you know, obviously how the players would view it as well, but I think I, I think I would be able to give those fans enough credit to be able to recognize that and say, was it fair the way it started? No, but this is where it is, and you have to deal with it and move forward. And you had your shot to move on to the playoffs, but you just didn't. That's your fault. That's on you and the way you played. And so, I, I don't I don't agree with it. And I don't think you do either. Uh, but it, that is one of the proposed 
scenarios out there. And I will say this before we go. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, I love to watch De'Aaron Fox. He's one of my favorite players to watch as well. And he is the probably one of three players that John Morant struggled with all season. Hmm. Every time that's, every time he saw well, we'll see if that rivalry turns into a legit rivalry. Hey, maybe some future normal playoff series between the Kings and Grizzlies one day uh, would give us a lot to enjoy and a lot to watch. Mark, it's been a pleasure having you on. Seriously, I appreciate you being so flexible and willing to do this. Uh, check out yeah, Mark man. work uh, Mark's work on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. He provides fantastic content over there. If you have any interest in what's going on with the Grizzlies, any uh interest in maybe some news that breaks you want to learn more about John Morant or just the state of the Memphis Grizzlies as a whole make Mark King and the Locked On uh, Grizzlies podcast your number one source Mark you're fantastic thank you so much my friend and I can't wait to chat with you soon thanks man I appreciate it let me tell you about the most useful app on my phone and one of the ultimate life hacks. I'm talking about Blinkist. It's hard to find time to sit down to read and to learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There is an incredible app that solves this problem and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is incredibly unique and it works on your phone or your tablet or even your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down to just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. 12 million people are already using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. With Blinkist, you can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA to try it for free for seven days, and on top of that, you'll save 25% off of your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Huge thank you to Mark King for joining me on the Locked on Kings podcast today. Again, if you need any information on the Memphis Grizzlies, go and check out his podcast and his work. It is fantastic. I highly recommend him, and I look forward to having him back on the Locked on Kings podcast in the near future. We'll see. Maybe the Kings and the Grizzlies will somehow meet in this strange 2020 playoff format. Of course, we'll have to wait and see if it's a play-in tournament, whatever it may be. If we get more basketball between John Morant and De'Aaron Fox, we all win. That'll do it for another episode and another week here on the Locked on Kings podcast. I hope you have a safe and healthy weekend. I have a lot of yard work to do this weekend, which I am not looking forward to. But I tell you what, my built bars will get me through it. And even I might, I might even listen to some books on Blinkist to help me get through those long laboring hours. Might as well get some work done, be productive in the backyard and learn something on top of it. Cannot wait for that. But I also cannot wait to speak with you more and bring you more Locked on Kings content next week. Until then, my name is Matt George. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you soon. This has been the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings. 
your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.